Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships? My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach, and within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's motivation is about ergonomics what it is and why it's important and how you can use it to really impact your work life so that you can feel better. We know many more people now than ever are working from home, but just as many wherever you're working are working from a chair, are sitting a majority of the day, and are not feeling great because of it. And it's not just the sitting that's not good. It's the lack of movement. It's the setup of your workspace. So ergonomics is the study of how equipment and furniture can be arranged so that people can do work or other activities more efficiently and comfortably. And that's the definition from Collins English Dictionary. Ergonomics as a practice was developed around 1950. And it was developed in part because of this recognition that people are more prone to making mistakes than machines are. And to improve efficiency and minimize error, the work environment should be taken into greater consideration. So I don't know if that was the valiant uh, intention, was the the happiness of the worker as much as, as how much it was affecting the work that the worker was doing. But in today's world, 
companies are spending money on bringing in ergonomic experts and making adjustments accordingly. And I think that they recognize that the work environment was important for not only the worker's happiness, but how much that worker would be productive and efficient. And so with this kind of purposeful implementation of well-established recommendations to better optimize the workplace environment, ergonomics really is aiming to both increase efficiency and decrease the likelihood of work-related injuries. And I'm, I'm sure you can think of someone who has carpal tunnel syndrome, who has cervical disc issues, who might have general soreness. And according to OSHA, which is, that stands for Occupational Safety and Health. So they go in and they look at all kinds of workplaces. When I worked at a hospital, when I worked at a clinic, OSHA comes in. They come in and they collect data and they make recommendations. And they also have, obviously, some, they have an order of things or that that do need, need to be had in place, like a checklist. So according to OSHA, 34% of all lost workdays are due to work-related musculoskeletal disorders. So that means something in your body has caused problems. So it's not just joint stiffness or muscle soreness. Other complaints from workers include muscle fatigue, blurry vision. We'll talk about that in a minute. Numbness or tingling in different areas of the body that are more susceptible to being compromised in a suboptimal workplace. So the overall goal of ergonomics is to increase the comfort of using technology, worker satisfaction, safety, and then the quality of work-life experience to decrease fatigue and stress on the individual workers, not only on their mental stress, their emotional stress, but their um, body stress because they're all interlinked. When you don't feel great in your body, it really impacts how efficient you are, how much work you can get done, how engaged you are. So I've gone into, I've been hired to go into offices pre-COVID and help them set up their ergonomics better because this has really been recognized as a significant, significant, important step to ensure that you as a worker or workers that work for you are feeling better. So I'm going to give you some suggestions that you can apply to your home life environment or your work environment. And if you work in an office, it really behooves you to talk to the the high the higher people in charge to require that they set up a work environment that is better for you. It's very reasonable to ask. So what is what is a ergonomic work environment setup? The best one will be designed to allow for the most optimal posture, which I talk about repeatedly. Because when you have the most optimal posture, you're putting less stress on the through improved positioning of a desk, of a chair, using a standing desk, and then the computer setup itself, that workstation becomes more efficient, which does often improve um, productivity. Poor sitting posture, on the other hand, places strain on the entire body, but it specifically wreaks havoc on your spine. So... Setting up a workstation that encourages a neutral spine alignment is key for successful ergonomics. And just as a review, neutral spine is when the natural curves of the spine are balanced so that the bones stack on top of each other with the greatest surface area. And that creates stability and optimal energy exchange. So the spinal curves are most vulnerable to being misaligned 
when the lumbar spine and cervical spine are, are in the lumbar and cervical spine. So those are the, the curves that are most vulnerable because they, they have the most kind of mobility in them. And think about like when you're sitting, where do you tend to kind of let go of neutral is usually like the neck going forward, the low back either arching a lot or rounding a lot. So you're not properly lined up on the sit bones. And so when you have proper desk height and you have support in, via a comfortable and supportive desk chair with, that's well positioned from the, in terms of a seat height, that gives you support for the low back and the neck, and the computer screen is placed at eye level with optimal computer mouse positioning and good lighting, that is the ideal ergonomic setup. So how do you set that up? Again, it's the goal is to increase the comfort of the worker. That could be you. That could be people working for you. And by, by increasing that comfort, you're increasing the comfort of using using technology, which most people are doing to some degree or a lot. You're increasing the safety on their body and their mental status. And then just the overall quality of the work-life experience. So that, again, you're not experiencing this fatigue and stress. To some level, we will all feel more fatigued if we're in one position for an extended period of time because we're not moving, our blood's not flowing, we get stagnant. And so it is important that even though I'm talking about a workspace setup, that I'm always going to encourage you to get up. And so when we, again, the main principles of ergonomics are to improve the work environment. And we're doing that by creating the most optimal biomechanical setup. So that means for your body. And that will help your body, your mental acuity, your overall satisfaction. So the first thing to think about is the how to create the, that best biomechanics and the most optimal biomechanics. And that's really going to first be established with an ideal desk and chair height. So if your desk is too high or too low or your chair is too high or too low, that is going to place some, some level of stress on the body because think about it. If Like in a car, sometimes you get in a car and it's like one of those bucket seats. And no matter what you do, your knees feel a little higher than your hips. And that rounds in your low back tends to um, position your pelvis more posteriorly. And it doesn't feel great when you get out of that car. So you want to have the chair height so that your hips are a little higher than your knees, but your feet are on the floor so that you're not, they're not off the floor, which can bear some weight all the way up into the legs. So you want that chair that's providing support for your back. So maybe some kind of lumbar support. Your hips are a little higher than your knees. They're definitely, the knees are not higher than the hips because that'll really make you feel contracted. You want your feet to be on the floor so that you, a lot of people will put their feet up on stuff. And that's not bad as a little bit of a break, but it is not great when you're working at a desk because it's going to have an impact on your spine, which will take you out of that optimal biomechanical position. You also want to know that sitting is not ideal for the musculoskeletal system for long periods. So maybe alternating having a standing desk or having a desk that has adjustable height. That's like the most ideal because then you have a desk that you can adjust for your height when you're sitting. And then when you want to periodically get up, you lift that desk up and, it, and it's a standing desk. And those are on the market. So look for them. They're not necessarily um, 
cheap, but they're not, there's ones that are really not that expensive. Now you can short chain, you can make a shortcut. Like if you're working for yourself and you're like, I cannot afford that. And you can create a standing desk somewhere else. And then you can just go from one, from sitting to standing and, and do that periodically. People that get standing desks aren't always benefiting any more than from sitting because they can have the same poor biomechanics and standing. And in some ways, there's even more pressure on your spine when you're not standing well. So whatever position you're in, you want that neutral pelvis, neutral spine. And the lumbar spine has a natural curve to it. So when you're sitting, you can put something behind you right in the lumbar curve. You can get a lumbar cushion or you can make one for yourself. Again, kind of hacking the the cheaper way out is not to buy these things, but to create them. And you want to create them in a way. So sometimes I've had people roll up a pretty thick towel and then put a big duct tape around it so it holds and then position that in their lumbar spine to give them extra support when they're sitting. Because you want to be feeling like you're sitting, so neutral spine, neutral pelvis, your sit bones, you're really right um, in the center of them, not forward or back. So the sit bones are what you're literally sitting on. They're known as the ischial tuberosities. So again, your feet are on the floor if you're sitting, your hips are a little higher than your knees, your weight is in your sit bones, and then you have something behind your lumbar spine to give you support. So if you lean back, you're not collapsing. Remember, poor posture also has a big effect on your neck. And probably more people are complaining about neck stuff than ever. Why is that? Because of the position of their neck when they're working. So once you have a good desk height, you've got to position your computer screen so your eyes are at eye level with the screen. Maybe a little bit lower, but you don't want it too low. So maybe I can, the I'm looking at eye level and it could be a little lower than that, but it can't be in such a way that makes my head shift forward and look down, which is known as the tech neck. And this is a huge problem with people. So really look at how you're positioning your computer screen so you get out of that forward head. Because that repeatedly looking forward to view your your technical devices is going to create chronic neck and back muscle pain. And this this has been reported even more in the last number of years that we're using more technology. So again, the ergonomic workplace is going to improve the worker's posture and positioning, and that will lead to greater satisfaction, fewer sick days due to strains and stress on the body. And then ultimately, it'll just improve the productivity and resilience and and, um, retention, like not leaving your job, not quitting it. Again, if you're not happy in your job for other reasons, then that's fine. But you don't want to give up your job because your body is, is being so compromised. So... Let me just review these tips. Get your chair that offers support to your lumbar spine and allows that neutral spine to be maintained. Now, neutral spine, if you've been listening to me long enough, you understand what that is. If this is not, if this is new to you, I call this the triple S, where your skull, your scapula or your shoulder blades, and your sacrum are are in the same line so that if I leaned against a wall, leaned back into a chair, laid on the ground, I'd have some point of contact with those three things. And so you, if, if you don't feel like you're, you can get your, you know, um, sacrum kind of back in your chair, that's okay. As long as it's under your scapula. So usually we're not sitting way back on our chair, but you could take a break every once in a while, remove the lumbar cushion, slide yourself back. So you feel the sacrum, which is above your tailbone and below your lumbar spine. And it's that thick, 
uh, fused area of, of your low part of your back. So if you're sitting in a chair and you go to the back of it, you can feel, and you can do this in the car as well, feel the sacrum, the lumbar spine's away from the chair, the shoulder blades are on the chair back, and then maybe you can even get their head back. And if there's nothing there to put your head on, you can put your hand behind your head and move your skull back. Sometimes in PT and physical therapy, they call it a chin tuck. I don't want you to be aggressive with that, but just to feel that alignment of moving the head back more in space because it, for anybody that's working for any period of time, it does tend to move forward and put a lot of strain in the upper cervical spine. The seat height, again, is set to keep the feet flat on the floor because you want the support for the legs and spine by having the feet on the floor. And that ergonomically designed chair is really made to keep our body in a comfortable position with the least amount of strain and um, capability of maintaining a good posture. But like I said, you can kind of hack it and create your own thing by getting a lumbar pillow, adjusting the height of the chair. If your chair is like way off the ground and you're really short, you can put crate or books underneath your feet to give weight to your feet to keep the hips in a good position. Or it's like if your chair is too low, you can put something under your, your butt to give like a firm cushion to get your hips a little higher than your knees. You also want the desk to allow for enough leg room and that you're not feeling scrunched in there as well. And that's compromising your position. And then you want the desktop to have enough space that you can have your, all the um, things that you need positioned where you're not just like all in a, like a little, like a tray table, like a dinner tray, because then you're very, your elbows will be squished, your shoulders will be squished. So you want some space on the top of your desk as well. Well, You want to be able maybe to have the sit and stand options to reduce that sedentary nature of the work. But getting back to the desktop, you want to be able to hold the, have the computer monitor in like the monitor at eye level. And that uh, if your computer or laptop is connected to an, a keyboard, you're going to need to get a wireless keyboard. And I would really, really recommend spending your money there because that will allow you to make the adjustments to the screen without putting your wrist and your elbows and your shoulders in an awkward position. So again, the computer screens at eye level are slightly lower and the wireless mouse keyboard gives you that flexibility for positioning the wrist in a good position without having to compromise that. Um, sometimes people, if they are more at risk for having some carpal tunnel, there are some ergonomic keyboards, so you could spend more money on that, that has a little bit of a tilting away so it takes your wrist out of um, excessive angles to keep you more neutral. So the keyboard actually tilts away from you instead of toward you, if that makes sense. You can look those up, the ergonomic keyboards. You could also not do that, spend a little less money on getting some kind of wrist or palm rest. So that goes under your wrist to reduce the, the wrist flexors from being overworked, which is the leading cause of the carpal tunnel. So you can do either one of those, actually get the ergonomic keyboard that's positioning, or you can get a regular keyboard and just position your wrist. The other thing about the blurry vision or blurry eyes that I said was one of the complaints that OSHA documented, make sure that you are positioning your workstation where you don't have a lot of overhead light. 
because that overhead light coming down on you creates a glare, and then you have the glare from the computer screen. So reducing that, decreasing the glare from the overhead lights is going to help reduce eye strain. And then another thing you can do is get blue blockers, which are all the rage, but they really have been shown to work to minimize eye fatigue from all this blue light we're getting from our screens. So again, I hope this helps you create a better ergonomic workspace. Ergonomics are really there. Their original intention was really about like making sure that humans were producing and being efficient. But this is now about much more than that. This is about being sustainable, being resilient. Workers are really suffering because they're working in not the best workspaces. They're not, a lot of people are working remotely and maybe not taking up the, not taking the necessary time to set it up, just taking their laptop and putting it somewhere so that they can work. So I would really say spin this extra effort to position yourself, to position your body and move frequently, take frequent rest breaks. I always talk about like setting a timer so that you're really engaged in what you're doing, specifically if you're like a writer or somebody who like kind of gets in the flow state and forgets how much time you're spending. On the computer, I was just uh, working with a private client who is a, a musician and does all this on technology and will just get in this flow state and be working for like three hours. And I said, that's wonderful. I don't want to disrupt your flow state, but maybe put a timer on because you're coming out of that. And the, the, the benefits have been decreased because you feel so crappy. So set up your workspace at home as best as you can. And then, of course, if you're at an office, make sure that you are advocating for yourself for the best chair, best desk, the alignment of that computer screen, perhaps the option to have a standing desk as well to not have those overhead, especially those really awful um, halogenic lights that that give a lot of glare and can make you feel just exhausted and, and you haven't even done anything. So I hope this helps you because I have been um, talking a lot about this. I've been interviewed a lot about this. I've been doing um, some private sessions with different um, business people about this. It is something that we want to um, advocate for ourselves and feel our best so that we are efficient, so that we do feel good, so that when we're done with work, we don't feel like we just need to go and lie on the couch, that we aren't having this joint stiffness, muscle soreness, complaints of muscle fatigue, blurry vision, numbness or tingling, all the stuff that that can result from poor ergonomics so that we can feel our best and produce for ourselves and, and for the um, people we're working for or that are working for us. I hope this helps you. Feel free to write in if you found something different that really worked for you as a suggestion that I can share on social media. You can always find me at Instagram, laura.hyman, or you can write me here at support at lityoga.com. Thank you so much for your support. Please download, subscribe, and share this with others so that we can keep this podcast rolling and give me any ideas of what you would like me to speak about. So thank you so much. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.